Welcome to Prophecy Views. I wanted to put a podcast together on uh, late last week, but when the Trump indictment came down, I was kind of in the middle of putting all the pieces together, and um, that just upset the entire apple cart and has really had me distracted a little bit. But I think there's something very important that that you need to be aware of. You know, in, in Revelation 13, and I'll get to that in just a minute, in Revelation 13, it talks about a point in time when there will be a cashless society, and it goes and becomes a little more detailed than that. It says that uh, you won't be able to buy or sell, which tells us it'll be a cashless society. They can't control cash. They won't be able to shut off a actual paper currency if somebody has that. Um, but there will be a time when it's a cashless society, and there will also be a time when you will be numbered either through a mark in your right hand or in your forehead. So, um, and let's just take a look at that real quick. So the, uh, it's Revelation 13 is where you'll find this. And I'm going to go to <clears throat> verse number 16. So Revelation 13, verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, the thing that I really want to point out to this is this would have to be a cashless society. Um, you know full well that there are people that can go do certain types of work and get paid cash. Um, you can go buy stuff with cash. Nobody, it's anonymous. Nobody can really tell who's, you know, if you walk up to your neighborhood grocery store, um, Smith's grocery store or whatever, and buy something and pay cash for it. They don't know who you are. They don't, I mean, they may know you, but um, in essence, it's an anonymous transaction as far as the government is concerned. They don't know anything about it. So this is pointing us at a time when there is a cashless society and you'll be using, a, there'll be a mark in your right hand or in your forehead. And unless you have that mark, you won't be able to buy or sell. Now, that may or may not be a, um, that mark may or may not be an item that you do your transactions with. Um, having said that, though, I don't find it a coincidence that, let me pull this up, I don't find it a coincidence that Panera Bread, it's um, outside of St. Louis, and, and that's uh, the headquarters for, used to be at least the headquarters for Panera Breaders, used to be called St. Louis Bread Company. If you get outside of St. Louis, it's called Panera Bread. But they're doing a launch that's um, part of, they're going in tandem with Amazon, I think it's called Amazon Go, where you can, you will be putting a, grain-sized 
chip in your palm of your hand. And it talks about it being in the palm of your hand. And I'll pull that article up while I'm talking about it. Um, the it it's it feeds their reward system, and you can make your payment on it. So it you you can come into Panera Bread or St. Louis Bread Company and forget your wallet, forget your phone, um, and it doesn't matter because they can still take your um, your payment. And and I posted this if you are on our. Um, Facebook page on Prophecy Views Facebook page. I did post that on our um, Facebook page, and that article is. Um, I'm sorry, I'm bringing that up as we speak. It's. I'll look at this one from um, NPR, and the headline is Panera rolls out hand scanning technology that has raised privacy concerns. Well, it won't be long, and they'll be saying anybody that has privacy concerns is a conspiracy theorist if they don't do it right off the bat. It says, this palm reader will not be able to tell your fortune, but it will figure out if you are part of the Panera loyalty program. Over the next few months, the bakery cafe chain will roll out scanners that can access customers' credit card and loyalty account using their palm the biometric gathering technology developed by Amazon and called Amazon One. So I was wrong. I thought it was called Amazon Go, but it's called Amazon One. is already popular in airports, stadiums, and whole food market grocery stores. And of course, Amazon owns Whole Foods. Um, so Panera is expected to become the first national restaurant company to use it. So that was the first paragraph of the uh, article. Um, but you, you saw when I read this article that it's talking about places that are already using it prior to Panera Bread. It says it's already being, it's already popular in airports, in stadiums, and Whole Foods grocery stores. And now they're adding it to a restaurant chain, the first of, I'm sure, many, um, for, and that's Panera Bread. And all of this is going through the Amazon One um, payment system. Incredible. And there's more to this story. So here is your mark in your right hand, your palm reading technology. I don't find it a coincidence that this next article is coming out at nearly the same time, and I'm sure that they will advance and become um, popular not at the exact same moment in our time, but very close because they're they're coming out together um, in our in our history. They're coming out together, and it's and it was actually enacted today. Like I said, I wanted to put this podcast together a couple of days ago, um, and then the Trump indictment was handed down and 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 took a lot of my f my. It just distracted me a lot. So the federal government. After looking at things like Cash App, Venmo, where you can send instant payments. So they came up with their own instant payment solution through the federal government. And it's called FedNow. And like I said, I was going to announce a couple of days ago that it was 
going to be enacted Saturday, April 1st. That's the initial rollout. So a lot of businesses that are in the early stage of this, <clears throat> a lot of businesses have already uh, signed up for it. There are many, many banks that have come on board with it. And so um, there's a lot of customers that now will have the ability to stand with a phone in their hand. They'll be able to stand there and do an instant transaction in many places pretty soon. The rollout, like I said, was April 1st, but you can do an instant, like a Venmo type transaction, only instead of doing it between um, mom and pop places or your friend because you, you know, you're splitting a lunch tab or you owe your friend a little money, so you Venmo it to him. Well, now you can just sidestep out of Venmo and you can do it directly through the federal government, right through your bank account, right from your bank account to them using this FedNow deal. And, and a lot of businesses are coming on board early with this. So I don't think it's a coincidence that what we see happening one verse after the next in Bible prophecy, Revelation 13, 16, and 17, I don't think it's any coincidence that all of this stuff is happening very, very close together. I don't think it's a coincidence uh, at all. You're already seeing, seeing resistance to places accepting cash. So there are a lot of anything, most of your federal parks, a lot of businesses get on any airplane. They won't take cash if you buy a soda or a snack. Um, if you pay for your bag to get checked, they don't take cash. Everything is cashless with airlines, with the federal government. You go to parks, almost every federal park now, um, I don't think every single one yet, but almost every federal park that takes uh, payment for camping or admissions, um, just a lot of places are now preferring that you don't use cash, you use a card of some sort. So there's already a lot of resistance um, to push us in that mentality of going into a cashless society. Now, if you looked on our um, our my last podcast that I did, if you listened to that, I talked about the fact that if you took all of the actual physical cash that we had and spread it across every, evenly across every man, woman, and child in the United States, there's only about $162 for every person in the United States. That's how little cash there is. There's 23 or $27 trillion in our economy at any given time, but there's only... $53 billion in cash. And I'm not sure that I had my numbers specifically correct, but there's like $53 billion in cash, coin, and currency. And there's a 20 and a $27 trillion economy. It's like one-fourth of 1% is how much actual physical cash is out there. So if you think they're not already pushing us to a cashless society, you're just not you're just not informed, is really what it comes down to. And there's a lot of concerns with this. You know, one of the things that I mentioned when I read this Panera article is the fact that um, there is a lot of privacy concerns. And I would bring up the fact that, and I'm going to get in trouble on some platforms, so I have to be careful, but 
on January 6th, a couple of years ago, the, after that incident happened, the federal government sent, um, I say a letter, probably email, but they sent a demand to all the banks, the big banks in the system and said, we want all of your credit card, debit card information, every transaction that happened in D.C. on J6. We want that. They did not subpoena it. Understand that. The federal government, the FBI, did not subpoena the information. They asked for it, and the banks complied. Let that soak in. No subpoena. The banks handed over your information willingly for every person that had a transaction on the day of January 6th in 2021. Now, that's scary. There's a lady here that I'm going to play, and she talks about, she was on Fox News with uh, Tucker Carlson, and I'm going to play a little clip. Uh, she's an expert in this field, and she's going to tell you how they've been corralling us for a long time, and, and if you're paying attention, you already know this, but I'm, I'm going to play this clip real quick and pay attention to what she says about this, because this is uh, very interesting, and then we're going to step over into uh, a comment and a, and a small interview that was done with Klaus Schwab on the topic. So let's take a listen. Catherine Austin Fitz, um, who's a brilliant, brilliant woman, uh, recently described what going cashless would do to all of us. Watch. So Tucker, the, the, one of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, perfect example. And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a the ability for the central bankers, and they've said this publicly, the ability to not only set, set the rules centrally, but enforce the rules centrally. If you don't behave, you can have your money turned off. So that was Catherine Austin Fitz. Now, she's right. They have been corralling us for a long time, and we've gotten so used to this corral, and in a lot of cases, we don't have any choice in the matter. We're not comfortable with it. Some people are not comfortable with it, but nonetheless, they've put us in this corral as best they can, and now they're getting ready to close the gate. And once they close the gate, once they go to, and I can't tell you, look, I know that every country that's going to be under the boot heel, under the total reign of the Antichrist, heavily in the European Union, is going to be cashless. The United States is going to be standing up against the Antichrist, uh, from the, they're going to be protecting Israel. We're going to be protecting in this country, protecting Israel from the face of the serpent. Revelation 12 says. So I don't know how far down this road we're going to go, but we are chasing Europe. We're right on their heel, 
of implementing all the stuff that they're trying to implement in this as well. And you can tell that this is done in tandem. You can tell that this is orchestrated by powers that are putting it all together. And of course, the UN's happily involved. They're, they're um, playing their part. But the, <clears throat> there are powers that are orchestrating all of this and making it happen. And you notice once this administration came into office that we have just leapt. We have gone full speed ahead towards this leftist, Marxist, socialist-type platform. And if they take us too far over the cliff, we won't be able to come back. Well, the Bible says that we will come back. Now, the question is, how much damage will have been done when we are there? Because it says, rich man, poor man, you won't be able to buy or sell. A person that's free or bond will not be able to buy or sell unless he has the mark of the beast. Well, it also says that the United States is going to go against the Antichrist. So I don't know how much of that implementation is going to be done in the United States. I'm hoping, I'm praying that all of that stuff isn't in full effect in the United States. And I'm hoping we come away from some of that. And I'm hoping this is the last administration that starts running us towards this socialist society because you know, the only thing at this point that's going to pull us back is God, and I hope you realize that. So here we are. Um, Catherine Phipps laid it out very, very well, and it's all about control, as she said. So they will be the not only the mechanism that puts the digital currency out there, it's not even currency at all, like she says, but it is about control. So everything will turn to digits, no dollars. So people that have money set back, is it going to be worth anything? Um, is it going to be worth anything? Will you have the ability to save? Because I've heard some reports talking about you have so long to spend your money or it expires. Now, we'll see if that's fully in effect or if it's just um, under certain conditions, but uh, I've seen, I have seen reports where your digital currency will expire if it's brought to you in certain, you know, for certain reasons. So they're not going to be even encouraging people to save at all. Please rely on the government. We'll take care of you. You don't need to save. Spend your money. Well, we know that's not the case because Social Security is going broke as we speak. Anyway, I want to, real quick before I end this podcast, <clears throat> because I'm going to leave this podcast to this one topic, and then I'll do another one on, on Trump's indictments once I get all my thoughts together. Because I try to keep everything in the realm of prophecy. But I want, to, I want you to listen to Klaus Schwab. He loves the way that China has implemented their cashless society. And remember, because we covered this during the COVID times, if you go back to some of our pre previous videos, China has implemented a social credit score. If you aren't liked by the government, they shut you off. You can't buy a plane ticket, a train ticket, anything from mass transit. You're on your feet. You can't buy a car. You can't buy property because your social credit score is too low. There was a reporter in China that made some remarks against the Chinese government. Factual, but they didn't like it. And they made it to where he couldn't even spend money. And they made him go on the air and apologize, which he did. But then they said, well, you weren't sincere enough. So they only bumped his credit score up enough to where he could 
kind of buy groceries and stuff, but he couldn't buy a car, couldn't get on a, a public transit train, nothing. T take a listen to Klaus Schwab. He loves the way China is running their um, economic system. Uh, so take a listen here real quick. So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for uh, quite a number of countries. So again, you see in this, when I first read the article about Panera Bread, how it talked about privacy concerns. It was in the title of the article, Privacy Concerns. We should be extremely concerned about this. Now, listen, the prophecies of the Bible always come to pass. So this type of implementation will happen, and I promise you it will happen heavily in Europe. They won't be able to stop it. Um, that doesn't mean that a person in Europe can't set aside other assets. Um, you can have a truckload of paper towels. It's worth something. Maybe you can swap it for food or anything that is barterable or tradable. If you have that ability and you're listening to us, one of the people that listens to us in Europe, try to set yourself up for success for something. I would think of something that everybody needs and is going to want um, that doesn't go bad, but doesn't take up a lot of storage room either. And you can let your mind wander on that. But um, in the United States, I don't know how this is all going to turn out. Prophecy doesn't tell us that. And I try to stick to the prophecies very closely. I try not to get until the weeds guessing off of that, um, it's hard to do sometimes because there's so much going on and it's just in your face. But um, I appreciate you tuning in on this. I'm going to do um, one on Donald Trump as well. At least it's in my it's in my notes right now to, to put some things together and talk about this Trump situation. I want to be careful on it, though, because um, <laughs> and this isn't meant to be a teaser, but I have to kind of tiptoe around because I don't want to lead a person to think the wrong thing when I talk about this, this Trump situation, the, the indictment, um, my, I have to be careful with my thoughts on it because people will misinterpret what I say, but, um, take a listen, uh, 